Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On the Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, and we're about to have some baseball coming up. We're going to talk about some of the rules, some of the regulations, some of the stuff that's going to be basically governing baseball for the 2020 season. But we will have 60 games. We will have a world champion, possibly, and we'll have to see what's going on with the COVID-19 virus. It seems like it's starting to spike again. But remember, you could get Locked On Astros on podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. When getting in your car, tell your smart device to play the podcast, Locked On Astros. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. So there's a lot of details to kind of go over and I'm doing a solo podcast today. So we'll see how this goes. But we do know that uh, the players did agree before the five o'clock deadline yesterday They did agree to report to spring training 2.0 on July 1st. And they finally, after, I guess, tweaking it a little bit, they've decided to accept the the protocols for health and safety this year. So that's something that has been a buzz for the past, what, 12 hours or so. I remember everything started breaking around 5 or 6 o'clock yesterday, Central Time. So... I'm excited. We got baseball coming. Aren't you pumped? This is something we've been waiting for. Hopefully, uh, it's a great season. I know a lot of us just want some baseball. The schedule has been sent out to the Players Association in order for them to approve it, And but it looks like they're hoping if players report to spring training on July 1st, on July 24th, that could be opening day, and I'm not sure if it's going to be like a full opening day slate like they tried to do at this year. Uh, maybe they'll have some games the next day. But we're going to have baseball, and uh, if it does appear on July 24th, that means there will be 60-game season in 66 days. So there's not going to be a lot of off days, and that's fine. It's only 60 games. That's like basically three off days a month. So that's something that I think they can live with. I think they can also live with the season ending on September 27th, and that that's kind of been the goal. They want to get it done. That way they could get the postseason out of the way. So some of the rules that are going to be in effect for this year, we talked about this with Brandon and Brett the other day on the Lockdown Astros podcast, but the DH will be in the National League for the first time ever. This is something that the American League uh, adapted, adopted like in the 70s, I believe. And this is something that a lot of baseball peers, they're not going to like that the pitcher won't hit. Uh, the pitcher normally is the one who drives, who does the sacrifice bunt, that type of thing. But I think it's safe. It's safer for the pitchers, especially with the short season. These guys are going to be trying to ramp up. You don't want these guys hitting. You don't, you don't want uh, all that happening. So 
They're just going to have that at least for the 2020 season. They're not going to have the pitchers hit in the National League. The, we talked a lot about the rosters, and apparently there will be 30 players on the opening day roster. This is something that they've talked about. You, It's kind of a shorter spring training. The pitchers may not be able to go that deep into games, so... We don't really know the limitations yet. We do. We'll talk about the taxi squad in a little bit, but uh, the season will start with 30-man rosters, down to 28 after two weeks, 26 after four weeks. That was supposed to be how many people were on the roster this season, anyway. So that's a good place to end, and it gives the the um, managers the time to see what some of these young guys have to offer down the road if there's injuries, because there still could be injuries, especially in a shortened season like this. You're going to have this. So uh, pitchers and catchers will report to camp first and then position players, kind of like a normal spring training. I know I saw um, Brent Strom saying something about how he might alter the routine for the pitchers at the start of spring training. Uh, I'll look more into that and uh, we'll do that on the next podcast. But I'm excited that we're going to have baseball. So this is going to be a 60-game season, and that includes 40 games versus your division uh, teams that includes the uh, Rangers, the A's, the Mariners, and then the Angels. So we're going to probably have about 10 games each versus each one of those guys. And then we're going to do something that's a little bit different. We're only going to play the NL West. So that means we're going to have going to play the Dodgers. We're going to be playing the, the Giants, the Padres. You're going to be looking at the Diamondbacks and then and then the Rockies. Uh, so what they're saying is that it's going to be like the 2018 interleague uh, schedule. That year we played a lot of the NL West teams. And uh, so this is what it looked like back according to Chandler Rome. The Padres and Dodgers three times each. And the Rockies and the Giants four times. So that means four games. And then the uh Diamondbacks six times. So that's just something that could happen in terms of who, how many times we play them. I know everybody's eyes are going to be versus the Astros and Dodgers. And you know that Major League Baseball is like, hmm, shouldn't we do this in Los Angeles? That would be awesome. I mean, I know fans may not be in the stands, but I think a lot of fans would like to at least be in the city when the Astros are in town so they can boo from their yachts or where whatever they have in Los Angeles. I'm totally kidding here. but So there will be a trade deadline. The trade deadline will be August 31st. And you might be saying, well, isn't the end of the season September 27th? Yeah. So uh, if you need to trade for somebody, you're probably going to try to do it earlier. You're not going to wait till the trade deadline. But what type of prospects would you get for just trading for somebody for like a month or service, not even a month, like 27 games or something like that. That just, I, I think we're going to see a very bland trade deadline. I think you're also going to have to take consideration. What if you have somebody in the, who are in the West and then they move to the East or something, then you're going to expose them. If people are still worried about the COVID-19 situation at the time. So yeah, this is going to be weird uh, season. That's basically what this is. It's going to be a weird season, but at least it's baseball and we get to watch it. So there'll be a lot of uh, rules, but one of the things is the injured list for players will be 10 days in 2020. And they're also doing a special COVID 
19 related IL with no minimum or maximum length placement. The player must be placed on that list based on positive COVID test, 19 test, confirmed exposure, or if a player exhibits symptoms requiring self-isolation for further assessment. So that's something that we're going to have to deal with. At some point, one of our star players could possibly get COVID-19 and have to go on the IL for a little bit. And this is something that we haven't really dealt with. I mean, people get sick all the time, but typically it takes like two, three days for them to get better. Uh, COVID-19 is not exactly the same. And they've, they've also finalized the health and protocol agreement. And one of those things is something we've been talking about on the Lockdown Astros podcast. All players, high risk or not, to opt out for a season. However, these players, those players who aren't at high risk or living with a high risk person, or pregnant spouse would not be paid. So they would still, uh, like somebody could opt out, but they won't get paid for that season. Now, if if they if they do fit in that low criteria, then they would go ahead and get paid. So let's just say that, um, let's just pick somebody. George Springer decides to sit out just because he doesn't want to play baseball this year. He can do that, but he won't get paid. But somebody like Sean Doolittle, who has a situation at home where he's, he could uh, bring home exposure to COVID-19, he could sit out and still get paid. Speaking of health, when you, you're hungry and you just want a little snack, it's too early for dinner, but you just want a little snack or maybe you're at breakfast, you, you're at brunch or whatever and you don't want to eat big, but you want to eat something that's healthy. What about a Built Bar? Built Bars are tasty. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. There's 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate with nut flavors and then 8 chocolate nut-free flavors. The bars are covered with 100% chocolate, so, so it, they're soft and easy to choose. Built Bars are healthy. If you go to the supermarket and get some bars, those aren't necessarily healthy for you. These are actually healthy. If you want to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat, the bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and there's a whole bunch of different flavor profiles. Orange chocolate cream is one. It's 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, then what about mint brownie? We're talking about 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. So guys, how about this? Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and get your $10 off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Are you one of those people who don't really like going to auto parts stores because you don't seem like you're as smart as they are because you don't know what all the parts are? You're like, I need this thingy for my uh, truck. Uh, can you help me with that? And a lot of people like to do online shopping now. How about online shop for your car parts as well? And even if you do go to the store, uh, you they may not have the parts you need. Then you'll have to go to a different store. And it's just like a scavenger hunt all around the city till you find what you need. Change stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do it yourself. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the, the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account to log in. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, 
Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same part? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you. All right, let's take a step back from the league-wide rules for a second. We'll get back to that at the end of the show, but let's go and talk a little bit about Astro-specific stuff because I know that's what y'all are here for. Y'all are here about all the Astros talk. So uh, one thing that is very concerning is that on Monday and Tuesday, Minmay Park was closed for workouts because of the uh, coronavirus cases that are continuing to rise in Houston. Also, we heard that that Governor Greg Abbott is still thinking that there could be baseball this year where fans are in the stands and there's a lot of stuff that has to be worked out first, but there should be able to be at some point this year fans in the stands because everybody wants to get back to real life and I know that the everything's starting to spike again people are debating whether masks should be worn and all that stuff but we'll have to see but apparently there's gonna be a lot of requirements for people including somebody like Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker has been one of those people who's known for chewing on toothpick, but if they're forced to wear masks during spring training or even during game situations, that'll be something that's a little bit different. But but speaking of Dusty, let's go and do Thoughts by Dusty because we haven't had that in a while because he hasn't really said that much. And this is what Dusty Baker had to say. I wasn't excited yet, but as I get closer to getting on the plane, I'm getting more and more excited. Minute. And so I'm glad he's excited about being Astro Skipper. When asked about the coronavirus, he says he has about 100 different masks to prevent COVID. He said, am I concerned? I have to be a little bit more apprehensive on what I do and where I go. But worried? No, I'm not worried a bit. Dusty Baker is concerned a little bit about Roberto Suna and Jose Arcadi, who live in Mexico. Uh, he said that they have been quarantined and been safe, but COVID-19 is on the rise in Mexico. And he said that we haven't really been together as a group. This is new for all of us. This is a tight-knit group we have here. We're going to have to do what we have to do to stay healthy. And he's hoping that it's the players won't lax on the health protocols as the season progresses. He says, that's our job. Our trainers are the best and they're on top of everything. I'm sure the guys are responsible enough to not want to take it to their families. So far, so good. So a lot of y'all want to know about tickets. Can you buy tickets this year? We don't know. Can you go to a game this year? We don't know yet. But Jim Crane thinks that there is still a chance that there'll be fans in the stands. He said, that's the plan. We still have to go through some player protocol. We are focused on that. And I think the intent at some point is to get the fans in the ballpark. And they're asked about the losses and how much money they're going to lose this year. Jim Crane says, I'm pretty good at numbers. I've run a lot of businesses. The impact on the team's losses on the team are accurate. The numbers are out there. North of $3 billion in losses for the teams is accurate. Our losses will be significant. Tens of millions. Only thing we have to do that can counter is get some people in the building and sell some tickets, some merchandise, some cold beer, whatever they like to have. A lot of us have been talking about what's going to happen with the whole offseason. Uh, is it going to be where uh, a lot of teams are going to be stagnant and not making out, the, out there making big moves? Well, the Astros do have a lot of salary coming off the books after this season, including somebody like George Springer and Michael Brantley. So they could bring some of those back, but 
This is what Jim Crane had to say on the offseason. We're in position to be aggressive no matter what market looks like. So he's going to spend money even if the market doesn't say that. And so let's kind of get back to MLB baseball with our final clickbait. Uh, James Click said that the Astros will finalize their alternate site for the taxi squad today. Heard yesterday that the team sent out a group a group of people to tour Constellation Field in Sugarland as one possibility. And this is uh, Chandler Rome, by the way. And he heard that the University of Houston's field is another possible choice. If you think about Round Rock and Corpus Christi, that's too far away. And so let's go ahead and talk about what the taxi squad is. The taxi squad is going to be basically they're going to have 30 players on the active roster to start the season and another 30 players on what we're going to call a taxi squad because that's what it is. If you need another player, they get on taxi and they come to the stadium. I'm sure it'd be more, it should be more of a Uber squad or something like that, but I'm sure these guys will have vehicles too, but um, I digress. So uh, these are players that are basically not on the active roster. They don't all have to be on the 40-man roster. And in fact, I think that by this Sunday, they have to announce the 60-player pool for the season. And that includes basically if they want to be eligible to play this year, they have to be on that 60-man roster. So the Astros basically have to look at who's the most ready in the minor leagues, uh, who's ready to possibly help somebody like Jack Mayfield would he be on the taxi squad or on the on the expanded uh, roster to start the season so there's so many different things for them to consider but they have to turn it submit a list of the 60 players by this Sunday I'm not sure how the IL will work I'm I'm not sure if they can add players to 60-man roster let's say that player A is out for the season and can they add another player or what happens if a player opts out who's on the 60-man roster so that's something that uh, they have to look at but basically 20 of them in terms of spring training teams can invite all 60 players to big league spring training or can send up to 20 players not on the 40-man roster to alternate site not all players on the 40-man roster must be invited to big league spring training but if not they must still be paid so basically, they're going to have people like Christian Javier. He is on the 40-man roster. So he'll likely be at big league camp, while somebody like Forrest Whitley or Brandon Belak, they'll probably be on the taxi squad because they are not on 40-man roster and they're just trying to minimize it. So that's something that they can do. Uh, to be eligible to postseason, this is something that we've always uh, kind of talked about in terms of uh, trade pieces or uh, when we had the August trade deadline, but to qualify for the postseason, players must be added to the big league roster by September 15th. Uh, that's why the trade deadline would be there. Some more health. Oh, um, also, teams can take up to three taxi squad players on the road, but if three, one must be a catcher. So basically, if uh, let's just say that Garrett Stubbs for some reason doesn't make the active roster then they can go ahead and bring him and he can be like the bullpen catcher and if somebody got hurt let's say one of the catchers got hurt the day before then they can promote him from the taxi squad to the active roster so to speak but uh, they just don't want like all these pitchers on the, um, the roster I think because uh, they still want to limit how long these games are and speaking of how long games are I think you're going to see a different ball game when it comes to extra inning games. 
All extra inning games will start with a runner on second base beginning in the 10th inning. So um, I think Dan Heron asks uh, Bob Nightingale, well, whose earned run does that go on? Does that go on that current pitchers or what happens? And I think the answer is that the pitcher will not be charged that earned run with the runner on second base, but he can get charged for a loss. So let me set up the situation a little bit for you. Let's say that uh, it's the beginning of 10th inning. Astros are coming up to bat. And they go ahead and put Miles Straw at, for, at second base. Now, let's say that the next hitter is Martin Maldonado. Let's say that he bunts the ball. And then the runner's at third base now. And then George Springer gets a single to get the game, so uh, to win the game. So basically, it's kind of like the Brett Favre rule in football where the first person to score a touchdown wins. But if you get a field goal then the other team has a chance to do it so this is just a way to kind of minimize how long these games go because they don't want people staying even if uh, especially if fans are going to the games they don't want people staying for uh, hours and hours and we all remember the 18th inning game versus the Braves in playoffs but it's also to protect the players as well to not and the longer you're out there, the longer you risk the chance of getting exposed. So this will be the shortest season since 19, 1877 and 1878, uh, 60 games. Uh, so this is something that's going to be kind of new and it's going to take, uh, you're going to have to basically come out of gate and win a lot of games because you're not going to have a chance like the A's did, uh, I believe last year to come back from really far behind or it, it just you're going to have to really play good baseball throughout. It's it's not even a half season. It's like a third of a season. So a lot of people need to just uh, f- play baseball. We, we don't have time for Alex Bregman to have his traditional slump. He's going to have to come out of gate swinging, and uh, I think he will. And we'll see what Jornan Alvarez can do as well. So uh, there's a lot to talk about here. And I love the way that they said the players are prohibited from arriving more than five hours before a game and staying longer than 90 minutes after the game. So, in other words, I don't care where you go, but you can't stay here. They're even doing that to reporters. The reporters, they have to leave the ballpark within one hour upon conclusion of postseason, post-game interviews. And uh, I've been in the press booth, and I, I've, I've seen that a few times, and I've been in the uh, conference room where A.J. Hinch was talking, but... A lot of players, they go, they stay there and just type. I mean, not players. A lot of the reporters just stay there and type and just use that time. That way, when they get home, they could just go to bed or whatever like that. So this is going to be a big change for that. So there's a lot more stuff that I didn't get a chance to talk to, especially something like the um, no fighting or instigating fights are strictly prohibited. So that means y'all Dodgers, um, there's no more buffet-style food spreads are provided at the games. And they're even changing the bat boys and bat girls. Uh, they're going to have that by basically club staff. So there's going to be a lot of changes. But the thing that's very concerning is how many people are testing positive for coronavirus. And if you look at what happened in Colorado, Charlie Blackman and two teammates tested positive for COVID-19 at Coors Field. And basically, this happened when they were practicing. And so we're going to run a risk, even if they get the season going, and there's a just a big spread of the coronavirus, 
what's going to happen? Are they going to have to cancel the playoffs? Or are they going to have to cancel the rest of the season? I know if you're like me, you're thinking about the fantasy sports side of things. Are, uh, what's going to happen if they cancel the season? And you're already uh, invested a lot of money into it. How are, What's going to happen there? So there's just a lot of things that uh, we have to take in cons- consideration. But um, basically... There's a lot more to discuss, and uh, hopefully Brett will be back uh, later this week. We can go ahead and kind of talk about this a little bit more, anything I missed. But I tried to get as much as I could. But, hey, we got baseball. We're going to play the Dodgers at least for three games this year. That's going to be extremely awkward. Hopefully it's not at uh, Dodger Stadium in front of fans um, later on in offseason, not in later in the season, but We'll have to see what's going on, but I'm excited. I'm pumped, and I think the Astros have a chance to win it really good this year. And that's all we got for today's Locked On Astros podcast. Make sure you check out Sully over at the Locked On MLB podcast and all the other great MLB hosts that we have at the Locked On MLB podcast. Thank you, and have a great day.